If you um, uh, think back to when I was, thank you, that's a good question. Um, remember I spoke about the seeds and I said there are 12. There are 12. So yes, we originally had um, 12 strands. Some have more than 12 strands, but if we just say, right, 12 strands, and we've lost those because we've forgotten. And so at this time now, the the putting those, seeding those strands back in, and that how that occurs is it's a it's a state of consciousness and it's a way of living. So, and they are chakra related. You'll see the green part there that says that says seed collection. And you'll see they're restoring the master patterns for living, which is DNA. If you look at the first seven that take you up to cabbage tree, they relate to your chakras, your first seven chakras. So the first layer of the DNA or strand of the DNA is right living, is remembering how to care for our physical body and the physical earth, because we're not separate. The second strand of the DNA, which is, relates to the sacral chakra, is right emotional action. Remember I said the right use of one's sexual energy, non-attachment. Because as we know, the, the sacral chakra is where most people seek to form emotional attachments. They don't want any attachments at all. So emotional attachments coming, so learning non-attachment. Um, is, restores our second strand of DNA. If you go to the third one, and you'll see we have Farangi, which is related to the solar plexus chakra, which is the quality of non-judgment. So when we restore that master pattern that we no longer judge, then that strand of the DNA comes back. The next one, relating to the heart chakra, Hupara, compassion. The act of compassion restores that as a way of living. They're saying it's a way of living because it has to be seamless. It's not something we pick up and put down, seamless. So compassion, restoring that layer of the DNA. So we come up and we come up to corresponding to the throat chakra. And we have the seed essence, hangi hangi, right speech. If that layer of the DNA has been damaged, let's just say, and this is very common for women, that there's been many lifetimes where there's been a fear of speaking out or um, afraid of being punished or retribution if they speak out. So that individuals likely to come in with that layer of the DNA is quite distorted. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they have to work hard to restore that um, layer of the DNA and, and the confidence of speaking freely or, or speaking clearly. And so Hangi Hangi reminds us or helps us to restore that layer of the DNA with right speech and also to restore any distorted patterns of not speaking out, wrong use of speech. So 
the DNA gets distorted when we cut across the oneness. So one one way, for instance, that that layer of the DNA at the throat can get distorted is, is engaging, say, in gossip. It's a distorted pattern of speech, isn't it? Do you see what I mean? A distorted pattern of speech. So um, Hungi Hungi helps us the right use of speech. We come up to the brow chakra and ink berry, and that's the that strand of the DNA associated with the right use of one's vision. So what we have, if we look at youth at the moment out in the world, all their DNA is just, you know, one, it's not active, but it's distorted patterns. So the brow chakra, its role is to create a vision for our life, whereas something like television is actually distorting that because they're not using their own vision. They're having another vision superimposed on what's normal. You know, it's not one's own vision. So the restoring of that layer of the DNA, the, the vision, to be able to have vision, to follow one's vision. If we come up to the crown chakra, and that's sovereignty. So when that layer of the DNA is restored, we have sovereignty. Spirit is sovereign in the life. Spirit is sovereign in the life, over and above anything. Now, this is where it gets interesting because, okay, we restore it. Now, people say, oh, yes, we've got 12 chakras, we've got so many chakras. I say, well, that's very well and good, but just take care of the first seven you've got first. We'll worry about the rest. You know, we just sort these seven out. No. Get those sorted first. And see, once that happens, then we start to have a very interesting scenario because we can get the last five layers of the DNA back. And if you look here, you'll see that the next one is Rama Rama, which is life purpose. Because you see, it's not really until you've got sovereignty that you can have life purpose. Because life purpose is you actually want to fulfill your purpose. Not from here. From here. As a soul and a spirit, what am I here? Because DNA, we start to link into the, the spark that's us. What did we come in for? The Wairua. What did it come in for? So that's life purpose. Only when spirit's sovereign are we going to be able to receive those, or if our vision's clear, are we going to be able to receive the instructions on that clearly? So life purpose. That's that yang energy taken to another level, because inevitably life purpose means doing something. It's not just going to happen if you sit on your backside, you have to do something. <laughs> So, and then our, our next, um, the next layer of the DNA, which relates to Star Lily, is the unconditional love. So we are in service to humanity. We are not expecting to get something. We're doing it regardless. So, okay, we've got our life purpose. The next challenge is that we have to do it unconditionally. Because at this point, most people will say, oh yeah, my life purpose sounds great, but I'll do it as long as it doesn't affect my husband, and it doesn't, it doesn't my, my children, you know, don't get too upset about it. Mm -hmm. And as long as I can still go and do, you know, have coffee with my friends and, mm -hmm. and go on my Bali holiday, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and so there's all sorts of insurance <laughs> policy. So to get this layer of the DNA back, it has to be unconditional. I've got my life purpose right. Mm. 
nothing's going to stop me. It's unconditional. I don't have a conditional relationship with spirit. It is unconditional. So this asks us to think of unconditional love in a bigger way because we think of unconditional love as, oh yes, I love everybody and great, you know, hunky-dory. But what we're talking about here is unconditional love for spirit, which means, you want me to jump spirit? How high? It's unconditional love. So the next layer of the DNA, is dragon leaf the will to good so that is when we are intelligently co-creating with spirit we have some idea of uh, patterns and plans and where we fit we're no longer going on blind faith we have an understanding of the patterns at work might not see everything but we've got enough to kind of um, know that where our part fits, where our part is. That, for instance, is the reading, like, part of my job has been reading the patterns of nature, the patterns, how it fits, where it fits, where does it fit in the scheme of things. But everybody will do it differently. So this is understanding that we have the, the will to do it and the will to want to make a difference. Um, but now we are doing that intelligently co-creating. You see, in the Piscean Age, which was more on, on faith, it was faith-based. We didn't need to know faith-based. It was a water sign. But the Age of Aquarius is ruled by the planets Mercury and Uranus, which is divine mind. So we are, to get the layer of the DNA back here, we need to be able to understand divine mind. We are connecting with divine mind. And we're understanding why we're doing something as opposed to having faith that, okay, we're understanding. So the last, then the, the, the next, the last two are the um, Malkut Lily, which is the feminine, the restoration of the master pattern for the feminine, that we're able to embody that in our DNA. And, and that brings with it peace. We have a deep and abiding peace. The thing that prevents that layer of the DNA coming back for most people is because most people are looking back, regretting what they didn't do, what they should have done. Looking back, blame, regret, looking back. We can't be in the present if we're doing that. We are, we're at peace with the present. We're not wishing it was some, something we'd done something differently or whatever. The, the, the last one is Raupo, which is the divine masculine. So regardless of gender, we're embodying the divine masculine as well. And one of the things that stops that layer of the DNA coming back is, is um, the masculine is that part which is usually looking to the future, worrying about what's coming in the future, rather than being in the present. So if you look, females are more prone to be looking back, and masculine more prone to be worrying about what's coming. Those two strands of the DNA, how we are totally here in the present, right here, right now. That's the master patterns for living as held by nature and that they are a state of being.
and um, for for most people, it's the work of rest restoring those. And that it's a beautiful quote. I, I don't remember things that are written, so I can't tell you the quote. But anyway, it was a very profound quote. <laughs> What's that quote, Tony, about generation? A generation. Do you remember that one? Oh, I think it was Einstein or somebody. Somebody that that that. Um, with the right seeds, it's a very, very old quote, with the right seeds that we can restore humanity and generation. Mm. I'm going to find that quote. Uh, so yeah, in a generation with the seeds. And I didn't know anything about that quote, but I understand nature has given us the seeds to be able to do something very quickly.